Hello and welcome to the Happiness Safari podcast. My name is Nadine, I'm your host and I'm here to guide people to connect to who they really are through yoga and coaching so they don't feel lost and lonely anymore but are empowered to live the life of their dreams and believe in their full potential. The Happiness Safari podcast is here to inspire you through stories from incredible people and today on the podcast I speak to Andrea from Chile. She's the founder of Fortuna Living and Andrea had a happy life working on expedition cruise ships in Antarctica and all over the world and also owing a travel agency in Barcelona when a couple of years ago she became very ill from one day to another. She suffered from an autoimmune disease and the one month she had to spend in the hospital turned into the best month of her life. That's when she decided that she not only had to change her life, but also try to help others. Today, she is a channeler, medium and spiritual coach, bringing spirituality and entrepreneurship together. Well-being is her highest value, so she shares her knowledge with the main focus on overall well-being. In this episode, Andrea shares her unbelievable story and journey and wisdom about several topics such as channeling, color therapy and how our experiences affect our lives, relationships and businesses. From today's episode, you will learn how to connect spirituality and entrepreneurship, how to find the purpose of any situation, how to let go of expectations of others, how to be true to yourself, how to connect with your intuition and how channeling works. I would like to invite you to stay open-minded and also listen with an open heart and I hope this episode will bring you not only insights on new topics but also lots of joy and positivity. Enjoy the episode. Hi and welcome Andrea, so happy to have you on the podcast today, finally. Yes. <laughs> Finally, nice to meet you, Nadine. <laughs> yeah, you too. So we've been in touch for a while and uh, yeah, I've been connected over several ways and now we yes. to talk if about the it. timing is finally here <laughs> yeah exactly so very good um yeah i would love to dive in straight into your story so you told me a little bit before but you come from chile originally and i think there was one i don't know it was one day or one moment or something in your life which kind of started you on your own happiness journey and to lead you to where you are today and yeah Can you tell us when that Yeah, was? absolutely. It's been a crazy ride. Um, I left Chile when I turned 20. Uh, that was in 2000, so you can tell more or less my age. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> wow, you cannot and... tell from looking at you. So I know, worry. I have a filter on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I left in 2000 to work on cruise ships. I always wanted to, to leave and travel, and I thought, Why not leave and have somebody paying you for it? So <laughs> I started working on cruise ships um, and then I switched to expedition cruises, which was really mm, the most meaningful part of everything because I got to be in Antarctica and the Arctic. I have crossed all the uh, meridians on the planet and I got to know a lot of very special people and in, indeed very special places. And eventually I ended up in Europe and um, I arrived in Barcelona in 2005. Uh, adjustment again after a, a long life of working on board, which was uh, difficult. But at the end, um, I stayed in Barcelona for over 15 years. And recently after some events, um, we moved to, to Lagos in the south of Portugal since 2019. And um, I always say that every one of us has a moment in our lives that um, is critical. It's a crisis or something that um, breaks us or pushes us to the limit. And this is exactly when we cross that gate to our purpose. For most people, it's like that. And for many years, uh, my purpose was only to make business uh, 
and to do my job and to be a great professional. And after this um, catharsis that happened with me, I, I got suddenly very ill. I was three days away from kidney failure. I was really close to dying. Um, It's like um, a huge weight had been lifted off my back. And thanks to that crisis, I could reconnect with the actual purpose that I feel I have and that I've been sharing with other people, which is connecting the spirituality world with uh, the professional world, the entrepreneurship world and how our early programming and everything that we have absorbed since since we were children and all the experiences we've had in our life affect the performance, not only in our life and our relationship, but also our businesses. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's done in a way that it's very organic and it's something that actually just like anyone else that has uh, had a journey in their own self-discovery can tell you that the more you work with other people, the more you work with yourself. Mm. And Before um, we dive yes. into more what you're doing, thank you so much for, for sharing. And I'm so, um, <laughs> not jealous, but a little bit, uh, <laughs> that you went to Antarctica because that's uh, so on top of my bucket list. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, just must be an incredible place to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what, what happened and how did you get so sick and what did you exactly do to um, change? And as you say, that was like a, a wake up call. What, what, what happened there? Well, suddenly um, a few years back, I got really sick and I didn't understand why this was happening because my diet was really really good exemplary my uh health i would i would work out i would keep um what you would call a very healthy lifestyle all in all but i was so uh absorbed in my business i also have um, a tourist business in barcelona and i was so involved in it that i definitely forgot about myself i left myself on the way and i completely disconnected from myself, from my own source, sorry. So this led to my immune system starting attacking my body. I developed an autoimmune disease. And the way that it happened was that my immune system started attacking my intestines and created ulcers. And with all the, the bad things that could happen, all the bad things happened. And at the time I was admitted in the in the emergency room, uh, they had to put me immediately on the floor because I was very, very close to dying. I spent one month in the hospital. I lost 10 kilos in one month. And, but when I finally went back home, I realized that something had to change. Mm-hmm. And during that month of um, retreat that I had at the hospital, Um, It was actually very helpful because I actually needed that. If you ask me, uh, that month in the hospital was probably the best month of my life. Wow. (laughs) I got to to be with myself. I got to have wonderful friends coming to help me and not only help me in the physical way, but also in the emotional way, the mental part, the spiritual part. And it all came together at that point. And that's when I made the decision that I should not only change the life for myself to bring more quality of life for myself, to take care of myself in order to transpire this wellness throughout my life and my relationships and everything, but also to try and help others so they don't have to go through this God awful um, kind of revelations, although sometimes we need them, right? Mm. Uh, and um, so this was something that really changed the perspective on everything and brought me home, so to speak, mm. within myself. Mm. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, very powerful. So yeah, you're basically saying your your body shut down, but because you were 
I mean, stressed or so, yeah, into your business and not taking care like of your physical health, yes, but not really of your mental well-being, I guess. Exactly. And like, emotional, emotional, emotional yeah. too, because uh, the way we are taught business is very toxic, if you think about it. Mm. And the way that people like you and me want to conduct business, it's very different. In the spiritual world, it's almost an ugly word to, to call it a business. Mm. But it's only because uh, generally as a society, we have this very uh, negative and toxic meaning to, to, to business. And I think I got absorbed in it. I, got, I lost myself. And, and it's really sad to see that uh, most successful people are actually in that state. And I don't want to know what kind of healthy state they have, but uh, I hope that one day they also get to the point that they realize that there's uh, more to life than just profit or being the best or be perceived as successful. Yeah. But as you said, I also think, I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast to give people inspiration to find all these tools and people like yes. you and know that there's help. And then also you can change your, your life and, uh, you know, any, any moment really, and to maybe take a look at your life and ask yourself, but actually I'm also mm -hmm. realizing everybody I'm interviewing, they have a story with a wake up call. And so yes. do I. And uh, as you said, probably everybody has to experience that, unfortunately, like themselves. But then I yeah. think there is a way like we can build a bridge and help people to get out of that like quicker or, you know, when yeah. you hit rock, rock bottom and then you don't know anymore, then you had to discover yourself, maybe how to pick yourself up, how to change your life. What to exactly. That then, is key. That is absolutely key that after you go through these experiences, sometimes you feel empty because it's also a crisis of identity. Mm. You are also kind of dying to an old version of yourself. So who, who are you going to be? Who, who is this person that now it's kind of coming out of this uh, very difficult situation? And this is when it's important to have a nice group of, of people around you that can gently compassionately especially compassionately help you to rebuild yourself to create new paths in your life for towards your future so these kind of things don't happen anymore because mm. most of the times that there are these wake-up calls is because we forgot our part of ourselves on the way mm. and this is when life is saying no sorry <laughs> we've been telling you for too long but you don't listen so you're going to the hospital you're going to have an accident <laughs> it's, sure. it's crazy but uh sometimes these are the the wake-up calls and and people like you or, or me or many many others are important to help us to rebuild our life yeah. in a much healthier way yeah Yeah, and then it's so interesting because in that moment when something happens to you, I know, I mean, lots of people would ask themselves, you know, why did that happen to me? Yeah. And I think you shouldn't ask yourself, you know, like, why did that happen to me? But maybe more like, why did that actually happen to me? Like, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like, the, what's the learning? What's the what's the purpose of this? Why is this happening? What What is the good part? What is What is the meaning of this that I should take? Like the juice, the good yeah. stuff yeah. out of a bad situation. When When you're in the bad situation. You cannot think about this, but this is when also uh, maybe somebody who's listening to a podcast, this podcast, and has a friend going through a bad situation can tell them, oh, maybe you should be asking yourself, what's the purpose of this happening? What are you learning? What's the learning out of this uh, situation? Yeah. And But when you're there, it's, it's difficult. You really need, um, either if you don't know it, to remember Mm. and think why what what am I learning from this what do I have to to change yeah right or mostly let go really so okay so three questions what did you learn what did you let go and what did you do <laughs> to change <laughs> <laughs> well I learned that at least at a personal level we all have a nature I have my nature and my nature has always been uh, this very creative spiritual child, almost light uh, in the head uh, that everybody said, oh, no, she's, she's very distracted. She's always very creative. 
that had these strange metaphysical experiences at, at a very early age that everybody shut down mm. and said, no, this is not right. Um, or, or simply that was uh, super creative and had a, a lot of interest, but uh, the, the parents, the society, even at school, they always try to put you in this box that you must tick. Uh, and as a woman, you're not supposed to make too much noise. You're not supposed to venture too much outside of uh, the comfort zone that other people lay out for you. Mm. And so sometimes this need to excel or to be noticed comes from a place that is not necessarily positive. It comes from a place of frustration, of anger, of not feel seen. What I learned is that I should just be true to myself. I should just stick to who I am for as long as I'm not hurting anyone or offending anyone in the true sense of offending, not this new um, millennial style of being offended. Um, I'll, I'll be true to myself. I obey when my body tells me something. I obey when my intuition tell, tells me something. Uh, I will obey myself when I need to take time off to take care of myself, when I need to turn the phone off, when I need to step back, tell my husband, please, 15 more minutes of silence. I just need to, <laughs> you know, um, this is very important. This is the number one thing that I learned to make space, to create space, to recreate myself to reconnect with my creativity, to reconnect with my self-love, mm. to reconnect with my sense of spirituality. For me, spirituality, the number one thing is self-care. Mm. If you are taking care of yourself, you're doing a service to the world. If you start vibrating higher, the people around you will vibrate higher. And this is not just hoodoo. This is uh, science. You know, if you look into it, you see that when one cell or one object starts vibrating higher, the one next to it instantly will start vibrating higher as well. Mm. So self-care for me is the cornerstone of a, of a happy and healthy life. Wow. What I let go, I let go of expectations from others, what others think of me, what others expect of me, um, how others uh, would make an idea of myself uh, and this is something that could be entertaining after a while because you don't even wonder what people think of you you just see them looking at you like <laughs> and and so this is also part of being true to yourself not necessarily not taking care um in the ugly sense of the world what other things about you because being uh, empathic also means to take care of what other people around you are feeling and sensing so they feel comfortable as well when you're around them and when they're around you. Um, but not really um, adding myself to any societal conventions of what a woman professional uh, should be, mm. especially, especially this as a daughter, as a sister, uh, as a wife, girlfriend, uh, co-worker, whatever. Right. You are a human being. You are a human being, first and foremost. So letting go of, uh, yeah, uh, expectations from society. Absolutely, absolutely. Because then you internalize this and this is when they become part of you. And this is when you're always in this free state. What are others going to think of you? Oh, I won't make this step. I might make a, a fool of myself and look you know, bad. Uh, I don't want to look bad to other people, but hey, we're all doing our own thing here. We cannot please everyone and we're doing the best we can. And if you look for help when you don't know what to do, when you're confused from coaches like you or picking up yoga if you had an accident or if you had, or if you need rehab for your body, you know, all of these things, They sound very superficial for some people, but they're actually profoundly life-changing. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Very good. Um, so then what did you do? So I guess it was the third question. What did you take? <laughs> but how did you get into what you're doing now? Yeah. Where did you start? 
Well, I started in this uh, almost sprint to reconnecting with myself. So I started um, going back to more energy healing practices, not only me practicing on other people, but uh, practicing on myself, learning more, uh, meditation. I learned Ho'oponopono more in depth, color therapy, uh, sound therapy. I became a meditation, certified meditation teacher. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I am working with a lot in, with intuitive work, um, coaching, and I pick up again the tarot, but this time in a way that uh, it's even used by other coaches and psychologists as a tool for self-evolution and self-improvement, because it's a very powerful tool uh, as it has so much meaning, uh, abstract meaning. It talks directly to your subconscious. And this is when I think is the key to change for most for most of us and this is also why i'm uh, learning hypnosis mm. so for me it's an ongoing journey it's something that i know there will be lots of things i will pick up along the way even more but right now uh the change is ongoing the evolution is ongoing the development is ongoing and every tool i pick up for myself i also think how can this tool help other people yeah. so that's the number one thing and if that tool if that thing you're learning makes you happy, then, oh boy, how you can totally help other people also achieve their level of, of happiness because it's coming from a very pure, powerful energy place within you. Yeah, yeah, very true. And I, I mean, I do the same and it's so crazy. It's like with my coaching, but also when I'm teaching, like whenever I'm practicing or I'm learning something or I'm listening to a podcast or a book or I read a book or whatever, I'm always thinking, oh, but this is interesting. Okay, I have to write this. Yes. This is what I can use, you know, to help others as I can yeah, yeah. in my teaching or in my coaching. And yeah, it's a beautiful journey if it goes both ways. I guess yeah, like healing absolutely. and yourself, but you also use it to help others. Yeah. Yeah. That's the magic of it. Yeah. I mean, one qu a quick question is I never heard about, I mean, I heard about it, but I never talked to somebody about it. Like, how do you use um, color therapy? Like, what do you do actually? Um, we start from the principle, a principle that's very simple. Like um, you notice when season changes that your mood also changes. Mm. A sunny day makes you feel different than when it's a, a cloudy day. Mm. You feel generally more happy and enthusiastic in summer than in winter. So we are tuned to everything that surrounds us, the colors, the vibration, the temperature, and color is vibration. Mm. Color um, has a certain vibration that can also be translated into sound. So when you are putting color on yourself, it's like you are feeding your electromagnetic field with a certain vibration. Hmm. When you wear white, it's like a joker color because it contains all the colors in the spectrum. But also, depending on the colors that you wear or that you use, you can help your body heal faster. You can help your body have a better circulation. You can help your body relax. You can help yourself be more attuned and focused if you have tests incoming or if you have a, a meeting. Also, if you are going to communicate something to another person, you could wear blue is the color of communication. That's why Facebook is using it as well. Mm -hmm. And so there is a lot of meaning in color and it's a super interesting tool And it's like a little hack that you can use in your everyday life, um, depending on where you go or if you're not feeling too enthusiastic one day. You can also just throw in a scarf if you don't have like a full outfit for one color, just a scarf with nice colors. And this will psychologically imprint as well an impression um, that is coming actually from your electromagnetic uh, field. Wow. That's something interesting. I never heard about that. Is it, 
I don't know, can you recommend a website I can put in the show notes, but somewhere where you can read about this maybe and like what colors have what kind of effect? There is a lot of information online. If you put color therapy or meanings of colors, you can also even start uh, making a bridge between the colors of the chakras hmm. and the actual color that it's, you know, like given to each chakra and what it does in general. So you can look, okay, maybe I need to work on my confidence. So that's first chakra, first chakra, color red. Google, tell me what's color red. And then you will get a whole um, idea of what the color can do for you. So it's really very uh, interesting. Interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's also crazy where you could, I had a friend in, uh, in Kenya and he's Indian and um, <laughs> he was wearing only black. He had black t-shirts, black shorts, black underwear, uh -huh. like uh, black <laughs> everything, uh, black shoes. And then he uh, was also in a little bit darker period of his life and he was, yeah. yeah, wanted to get out of it. He wanted to travel and lose weight and meditate more and find himself again. And then he He went to travel um, to the coast also. So, you know, somewhere where it's sunny and nice. And yeah. he came back after two months. I don't know. He lost a massive amount of weight. And he came back just with a white wardrobe. Oh, there you go. He <laughs> <laughs> was just wearing white t-shirts, white underwear, like oh, beige shorts, wow. white shoes. Like, you know, he was a complete change. That's man. amazing. <laughs> That's a very graphic example of color. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I was thinking our nails are matching both. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow very cool oh, okay and then also okay let us um speak about the channeling too because we talked about it before and I know people might be skeptical and I do think mm -hmm. they were been maybe even more in the past but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm always saying we can learn about everything and then everybody can try if it's for them or not but I'm trying to be very open and, and try everything and if it doesn't work for me then you know and if it does yeah of course not all tools are good for everybody you know you have to pick what you resonate with yeah. obviously Yeah. yeah but how do you use that and um, yeah maybe with your with your clients and how that so so we start from the principle that everything has a consciousness because hmm. we usually think oh every living being has consciousness but we think of humans and animals maybe pups hmm. but even a rock has consciousness there is information in absolutely everything we're all made of atoms atoms are mostly energy and and sorry information so channeling is a way to tap into that information and for example following the principles of uh, Dolores Cannon she created something called QHHT which is a regression therapy but at the same time you can connect with any consciousness she believed and she always said that everything has a consciousness so what I do with my clients for example when um they are going through a difficult stage in their life. I go into channel, so I connect with this intuitive energy cable, so to speak, that goes to a higher realm, to a higher level of wisdom and, and knowing. And we make questions. We How make do questions. You do that? Well, there is a protocol for it because if you think about it, um, channeling is also known in the old times as mediumship. You know, when the these Victorian tables, when everybody got together, oh, if you're here, knock twice, or the, when the person went with the eyes like this, oh, the spirit of so-and-so is here. Exactly. It's like that, but way less <laughs> uh, dramatic. <laughs> um, so when I go into channel, first of all, I put a protection around me. Uh, a psychic or energy protection around me. Because if you think about it, when when you meditate, you open your mind, you put your mind in silence, you open all the channels in your perception to just tune to, to silence. Mm. The focus is silence and quiet and centering. When I go into channel, it's kind of the same But I need to open my perception. The focus is opening. So this is like a house that you open the windows and the doors. Mm. I open the windows and the doors to myself. 
when you open the windows and the doors to your house, anything can come in and out. So I need to put a certain level of energy protection or a filter, so to speak, to say, I'm going to tune to this energy. I'm going to tune to divine energy, the highest possible vibrational type of energy. And then we make questions. Okay, so this, there's this very difficult situation. What would be the best way for me to get through it, to, to learn from it, to what's the wisdom in it. Mm -hmm. And so I can connect to the higher self of the client and download information, so to speak. We're talking, it's, a, it's something that you cannot see, you cannot touch, and people still have more skepticism of it than even Reiki, although Reiki, uh, also you cannot see it or touch it. Uh, and so with most uh, energy healing, but I think it has been more practiced mm -hmm. in, in society. So channeling is a very powerful tool to find answers and wisdom in absolutely everything. Um, like I was telling you before, and it sounds really weird, when my pet is not doing well, I channel her and I ask her, so what are the sensations in your body? And I feel in my body the sensations. I feel in my heart the feeling. So I could also connect with people that have already passed and also feel what they're feeling. Sometimes I see what where in their journey they are on the other side. And it sounds really weird and out there, but it's it's real. The more also that science develops, the more you find a, a bridge between being able to connect with our brain to um, other realities, other dimensions, because we have scientifically proven 11 different dimensions in our brain, our working brain. So we can literally tap into worlds that in this 3D reality, in this projection, we cannot even imagine uh, the things that are possible. So channeling is, it's that's one use of the channeling, but channeling when I um, tell the people, we're all channels, we all have this capacity. When you connect to your intuition, you're channeling your inner wisdom, you're channeling your inner self. When a musician creates a song, they are channeling this information. It's coming from a higher place of knowing, from a higher place of wisdom. Oh, lots of people have channeled books, right? Exactly. Came through. Oh, nice. Exactly. Also, also artists, painters, sculptors, they are all very much attuned mm -hmm. to their channel, to their higher knowing, to their the wise higher self. And so yeah, this is very much it. Yeah. But what is different? So are they are they I mean, I know everybody can, so you just explained how everybody can um, connect. And if you connect to your intuition, you're automatically channeling. But then let's say there are people who can do it maybe on your level and feel it. And like I would say artists and musicians, like very creative people. And then they are people, you know, the, the skeptic, skeptical people. They are like, no, yeah. I, you know, can't do it. I can't feel it. So how can you train it somehow? Or is it... Yeah, how can you use you can You can always sort of play games with yourself. Um, and this is something that I used to do as a child. Uh, for example, okay, we're going out today, right? You're, you're in a skeptic. You don't know. You want to try things. You want to see, oh, how can I develop and work this up? Like this channeling muscle. How can I pump it up? Yeah. So you could say, okay, so... Um, I'm going out for a walk today. And... I'm going to try to, with my mind, without thinking it too much, to see, okay, is the person that is always selling stuff in their booth on the corner of the square? You know, maybe you don't know if they're, they're there one day, they're not there one day. You know, the people that are um, selling stuff on the street, you don't know whether they're there or not. And you go out of your house and say, okay, so I'm going to connect and I'm going to try to see with the eye of my mind is the person there today or not? And then you see, okay, let's say, yeah, the person is there. And then you go and the person is there. You say, yeah, of course it's there because, you know, they have to sell something. And then the next day you do the same thing. So I'm going to see again with the eye of my mind. Is the person there 
or not. And then you say, oh, but today it feels different. Um, maybe it's not there. Oh, let's go check. And you go and the person is not there, hmm. <laughs> in fact. So this sounds very silly, but this is very interesting things that you can do in order to start tapping into this level of higher knowing, higher wisdom, your intuition, really. Hmm. And also, an skeptic person can also look and Google online that we have neurons in our brain, in our heart, and in our gut. Hmm. When you call gut feeling something, an intuition, in a, a spiritual terms or whatever, um, this is a part of you, one of your brains that is actually sending you signals biologically to realize something or not. So there is a higher intelligence, a higher wisdom, because our gut cannot tell you, hey, Nadine, um, maybe you should look into this because I think you made a mistake. Mm. No, your gut is going to give you like this strange feeling and you're going to be like, oh, I don't know exactly what this is. I'll just keep going. Mm. So... Um, I would say to a skeptic, learn about these things, what your body can actually do, the intelligence of your body and how this is electromagnetically connected with your reality, with everything that you cannot sense in the sense of that you can see, you can hear or feel. Yeah. yeah, this I've is something yeah. we're basically antenna. So we're picking mm -hmm. up way more information that we can actually process mm -hmm. and this is channeling it's like the channel on the tv yeah you choose to which channel to which ne network you want to connect and making these little games of oh is this open is this closed is the person there is the person not there or i'm gonna meet with this person i bet you that today they're gonna start talking about this first <laughs> or I bet you this person is going to order that in the restaurant today. So these little games, and, and this is how you start tuning up slowly. Maybe it's not about divination, but it's about opening more to your intuition, and eventually this will pay off. Hmm, interesting. Nice, nice. Thanks for the tips. That's fun. I'm definitely going to try this. I'm just thinking yeah. of questions. When you, do it, when you do it as a game, it's way better. Yeah, yeah, nice. And uh, have you seen the documentary, uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking, I put this in the show notes because it's exactly describing what you're saying. And they're trying exactly. to also, um, yeah, kind of show the scientific aspect of it, but actually yeah. Yeah, the dimensions and so on. So Joe Dispenza was part of it. And yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, we'll put that. Yeah, it's, a, it's an absolutely great thing to, to watch for starters. Yeah, very good. And then also, um, usually at the end of the podcast, oh, I asked the first uh, final three questions and then uh, I asked something else. So the first question is, what does happiness mean to you? Well, um, I realized after everything that has happened and also personal experience in the past that Uh, like a boss of mindset a very long time ago, happiness is moment. Happiness is a word just like love and God that has been really used and abused. And so we're kind of losing the actual meaning of it. Uh, but happiness is really moment. Happiness is not being in a state of euphoria or getting a constant kick out of something. Um, It's not instant satisfaction like we get so much on social media. Mm. Um, happiness, it's a, it's a feeling. Happiness, it's medicine. Happiness is something that you have to realize exists and is there every single second of your life. Happiness is simple things. Happiness is thinking that you have internet and that we can talk like this happiness is having a moment to just sit down and be in silence and observe the world around you happiness is to know that things can change and will change for the better mm. happiness is thinking that there is a lot of people in the world that are looking to help other people mm. and it's just a matter of time when they come into our lives Uh, but happiness for me, it's 
observing, observing from within to find that, that seat of the soul inside yourself, in your heart, that you can appreciate things uh, for what they are without um, makeup, without decorations around things. Um, happiness is a state of being. It doesn't mean euphoria. It means content. It means making the most of every moment, making the most of the, your time. And also making the most of your time sometimes is doing nothing. So I also appreciate that. Yes. That actually leads me to the next question. Beautiful answer, though, um, is what do you do to be happy? Well, yeah, I do that. <laughs> uh, I take uh, I take everything as it comes, mm. uh, without putting it in a box. If this is good or if this is bad, I take everything as it comes. And when it comes, I ask myself what we were saying before. So, what's the purpose of this? What's the good thing about this? Because everything is a learning curve here. We're in the game of life. This is a game. So, what is this trying to tell me? And Happiness is when you find that answer, when you find that purpose, even if it's, it's something silly, even, even if you're watching a TV commercial and you're thinking, why, why am I putting so much attention to this chocolate commercial? I mean, chocolate's not even that good for you, apparently. You know? But sometimes it's just to, to realize little things. Oh, maybe like the little cow, the little purple cow, I should go out and be more in nature. Maybe I should disconnect a bit from all this uh, sugar uh, dependency that I have. Maybe happiness is not um, in, a, in a bar of chocolate. Maybe I should just leave my comfort zone that has never been too comfortable anyway and go out in nature, be in silence take care of myself, see what is the next thing that I could do for me to, to make me better. Yeah. Up here. Nice. And the last question is difficult. <laughs> It's what is your, what was the happiest moment in your life? Mm. Well, this is, this is interesting, but um, I think the happiest moments have been the moments of revelation And I would say that I cannot put it in, condense it in one aha moment. Uh, but when I was uh, working in Antarctica um, and also in Alaska, because I've been to Alaska working on boats as well, uh, what made me the most happy was this feeling of being in this very raw nature that makes you feel as if you're going to a different planet, as if you're in a completely different planet and feel and see how nature, the animals, the penguins, the whales, how they all inhabit and cohabit in this beautiful balance and that you are there, this crazy human coming from this insane society, <laughs> standing in the middle of all of this. And it, it shuts you off, it shuts the mind off and it makes you want to vibrate more in that energy hmm. to to be of the earth to be more center more rooted to leave all the nonsense outside hmm. and to really focus in what's important to be there and feel like i was a, a complete alien in this perfect beautiful balance made me really happy because it made me realize that actually being happy being centered, being balanced, being healthy, it's much easier than we think. Hmm. There is too much hoo-ha and too much stuff going around the word happiness. But happiness is just like every animal in nature is, is being. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, sounds like a lovely experience. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know it's happening. I will channel. This is happening one day in my life. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, last question. I know you also co-written a book and it's called How to Be Happy. So perfect yes. title. So tell us uh, yeah, a little bit about that. Well, this is where I made the bridge between entrepreneurship and spirituality and what it means to be spiritual, really, which also spirituality has also been a very much used and abused word as well. Mm. 
Um, but it's basically about finding your inner happiness, finding the happiness in what you do in your business, but most of all, that this inner happiness can transpire into everything you do. Mm. That when the time comes at the end of your life, you can look back and like we were talking about color, right? So when you look back, everything is very colorful, um, not necessarily happy euphoria, but that you can realize that this happiness, this love that you felt in your heart when you were doing what you came here to do, uh, has touched and transpired and splashed other people with many, many colors. And, um, and yeah, to, to hang on to purpose, to hang on to purpose. Nice. Beautiful. I will put the link in the show notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and is there any, any book you read uh, which changed your life or you want to recommend? Um, well, the book that was... Um, very, very meaningful for me at the very beginning of everything was The Alchemist from Paulo Coelho. Yeah. That was the number one. And the number two, uh, it's more for women, uh, Women Running with Wolves okay. from Clarissa Pincolestes. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I think those two books have been really life-changing for me. Nice. I will put them all three in the show notes. The second one has never <laughs> been mentioned. The Alchemist has been mentioned, but that's exciting to have a, a new one. Oh, yeah. Very good. And uh, yeah, is there anything I didn't ask you, you would want to share with the listeners? Well, I think we pretty much talked about it. Um, and I think also that happiness has many meanings for many people. And the meaning of happiness can change also according to the different stages of your life. So take it as it comes. Mm, nice. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much, Andrea. And I know you're doing an amazing work also helping people, mostly entrepreneurs, to yeah, get the, the love, the color, the connection into their <laughs> businesses and, and the happiness. So I will put all the links in the show notes for people to reach you if they want to learn more about you or work with you. And uh, yeah, I cannot wait to meet you when, mm, yes, back, <laughs> when you're around. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. It was lovely to meet and I'm super happy that we got to share this this time. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening until the end of this interview. I am so happy you are here. I'm so, so grateful. And I just learned a super interesting fact about podcasts, which I really want to share with you. So apparently um, 90% of all podcasts don't make it um, more than episode three. And then the other 90% of the 10% left don't make it over episode 20 so everybody who is has made it to episode 21 is actually under the one percent top podcasts in the world and that just blew my mind because today this is episode 46 and uh, yeah that means that um, we are in the top one and uh, yeah that also showed me that consistency is key so whatever you're dreaming of whatever you're planning whatever you want to change in your life don't think about the quick fix and just uh, if you try something and it doesn't work right away keep trying keep doing it and yeah just be consistent and have patience and yeah then eventually you will get there and your work will be paid off so that's my biggest learning I would like to share with you And also, I wanted to announce that I will be back in beautiful Lagos from the 2nd of October and I cannot wait to spend at least a winter uh, back in Portugal and uh, meet a lot of my unbelievable podcast guests there. But I will also offer yoga classes live and in person by the beach, also full moon meditation and women cycles, so lots of fun. Fun stuff. So if you're in Portugal, 
and you're interested, please, uh, yeah, get in touch with me on Instagram at Nadine Anne Yoga and uh, find me there and let's connect. I cannot wait to meet you, um, yeah, on the beautiful Algarve coast, uh, where also Andrea is living now. I'll also put all her links in the show notes, also all the interesting topics we discussed. So make sure you check out the books, um, The Woman Running with Wolves was never mentioned before and also documentary what the bleep do we know is super super interesting it's a little bit old so i think um yeah science probably even further ahead now but still it's um yeah very very interesting to watch and also i will offer online yoga classes from the 4th of october on monday every monday at 5 p.m. Um, Portugal or UK time and 6 p.m. in Germany. So if you are interested in joining our online yoga community once a week, also let me know, get in touch, um, write me a message and I will add you to the list and then we can start um, yeah, the course on Monday. Um, so I help you to be more connected with yourself also to yeah, feel empowered, have new energy for the things you want to do. Um, a new season is starting soon. So that's all very, very exciting. And um, yeah, today I just want to share a quote um, of Andrea. So I found that very inspiring. She said, the more you work with other people, the more you work with yourself. And I can say also for me, that is very, very true. Since I started this journey, it also began with healing myself and then it turned into helping other people and working with incredible people uh, like you guys and teaching yoga around the world. And the more I do that, the more I work on myself every single day. So if you also want to grow your business, um, then yeah, it always begins with working on ourselves first. So the more you grow yourself, the more your business can grow. And uh, yeah, that's my last inspiration for today. Thank you again so much for listening. Please don't forget to share, like, subscribe, everything you can do. I really, really appreciate it so much. And I wish you a wonderful day, no matter where in the world you are. I hope I see you, hear you again next week here on the Happiness Safari podcast. All the best, love and namaste. Mm -hmm.